0: Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this episode of Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. Today we're going to talk about a tough topic, but it's one that needs to be addressed because I believe it is affecting our mental health state uh, as a country, as a society, and the topic is pornography. Pornography. I've never talked about this topic before here, um, but it's vital that we understand the um, just the destruction of it and how we can stand up and rise up and take matters in our own hands, so to speak, with um, our children and the children in our lives. And I have a perfect guest on the show to share uh, some tools with you and uh, talk about this topic. But I wanted to first mention that um, I was looking on the FHE health site and I'm just going to give you a few stats about pornography. All right. First of all, 90% of children ages eight to 16 have viewed porn in their life. The largest uh, consumers of porn are said to be boys between the age of 12 to 17 years old and 70% of men between the ages of 18 to 34 visit a porn site. Um, on a regular basis, like weekly and monthly, uh, one in six women suffer and struggle. I, I do say suffer. Yeah, they struggle with porn addiction, and twenty-five uh, percent of everything that is searched on the internet is uh, our request for for porn. I mean, think about that twenty-five percent. Uh, they also give the stat that fifty percent of pastors um, have looked at porn and do regularly. Uh, 10 to 14 billion dollars a year are made in this industry. It is a money making industry. It's one of the largest ones next to pharmaceuticals. Um, It's the same amount that the US government spends on foreign aid. Think about that. These stats are astounding. Every second, 28,258 people view porn. Every second, every minute. $184,000, $184,000, uh, are spent on pornography and the list goes on and on. I mean, the stats are just, ugh, just makes me sick, but it's one of those things that I feel like we really need to talk about because I feel like this industry is, is really causing a massive disruption in our society and in our mental health, uh, as individuals. And it's breaking down, um, the unit of marriage and all kinds. There's so many repercussions, right? So we're going to talk to someone today who is um, is on a mission to change how uh, we are fighting against this war, if you will. Her name is Kristen Jensen, and she's the founder of Defend Young Minds, formerly known as Protect Young Minds. And she's the number one bestselling author of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. It's a series of read aloud books, which have been translated into 10 different languages and are now augmented by um, a guidebook for professionals which support uh, child therapists and educators. She's also the executive producer of the Brain Defense Digital Safety Curriculum, which is a powerful and engaging video based course for families and educators. Kristen is a positive voice. Yes, she is for raising empowered, resilient, screen-smart kids who know how and why to reject pornography. She instills hope and confidence and leaves her audiences with pragmatic advice that they can act on immediately to defend these young minds. Kristen has raised her strong voice at international conferences and symposiums such as United Nations Civil Societies Conference and the National Coalition to end sexual exploitation global summit. She has testified before the Washington state Senate law and justice committee on the public health crisis of pornography. And she is a trusted guest on a variety of media platforms. And she speaks up for defending children from pornography and all forms of sexual exploitation. Um, Kristen received her bachelor's degree in English literature and her master's degree in organizational communication. She's a mother of three and grandmother of two and currently lives with her husband. And she says, awfully cute dog. I wonder what this awfully cute dog's name is. Uh, They are in Washington state. And um, yes, you can go to defendyoungminds.com to learn more, but you're going to really learn a lot from this episode. Enjoy. Well, welcome, Kristen Jensen, to Visibly Fit. I'm so delighted that you're here. We're about to uh, talk on a topic that I've never talked about here on Visibly Fit before, but it's so important, and it's about pornography.
1: That's right.
0: What led you into even wanting to share about pornography? Because I have a funny feeling you have a story
1: behind it all. <laughs> yes, well, thank you, Wendy, for in, uh, for having me on your podcast. I'm glad to be here, and my story is really a story of another family. Um, I met a woman when we moved to this new city, and she had a large family. She homeschooled her kids. She was really trying to protect them, and she. But she found out that her 17 year old son had been. Um, sexually molesting his younger brothers and sisters. So from the 14-year-old down to the four-year-old, and the whole thing was horrific, as you can imagine. And it was fueled by pornography. Um, I later talked to that young man. He he had to go away kind of to a, a program that we have here in Washington State, um, which is great. Um, and But he said it was interesting because everyone in his cohort, all the other men in his cohort that had all, none of them had a hands-on perpetrator. So they had perpetrated on their siblings or younger children, but it was porn that was the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. Porn is the one that is fueling kids to do this. So I woke up and we talked late into the night and I woke up the next morning and I just had this thought kind of pulsating in my brain about, How do you warn the young children when it's obviously when it's obvious they are seeing pornography, but no one is thinking to talk to them about it at such a young age? And so how would you do that? And I thought at first there would be a couple of books already out there because I honestly have never had an original idea. (laughs) But a divine um, uh, idea. right? It it was. It was. Absolutely. I Um, You know, our platform and the books are really what I call faith neutral. We want this message to go to all parents, no matter their beliefs. Um, All of God's children need this information. But it's so, you know, it's just so critical that children learn about this. And I, uh, I didn't find anything when I went to look. And so I just had this crazy idea to start writing a book. And I thought, well, someday I'll have grandchildren of my own and if, if no one else wants it, it'll be for them. And so now I do have some grandkids and that's great. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it is all about uh, defending young
0: minds. And I love the name of the organization and, and uh, your ministry, but defend young minds. And it is about having a, a digital self-defense and that's what you're calling right. it. Like, like how yeah. do we help them understand that we're supposed to uh, hold every thought captive, but if we're getting thrown uh, in our thoughts, things that don't belong, uh, it, it's very confusing and it actually starts to you know change our, our body chemistry and we become even addicted, right? You get that dopamine rush, you, mm-hmm. you get stuck in that pleasure trap. And so I I really wanted to bring you on today because first of all, I've got, I've got your two, um, books right here. And this one, good pictures, bad pictures has sold over a hundred
1: thousand copies, correct? Actually more than that, but more than that at this point. So
0: (laughs) this is a a great book and it's illustrated incredibly well. And, um, and then your other right here, the good pictures, bad pictures, junior, and this is a number one Amazon bestseller. These are. So well done, Kristen. Like this is definitely a, a divine, uh, creative. Experience. Wendy, you're so
1: right about that. Because, I'm serious. Like, I could not have done this by myself Right, and I had a lot of help. Yeah, that is and, so
0: true. But it is. I mean, like I, I, I was reading it and I'm like, this is so good. I mean, you're really teaching about the feeling brain and the thinking brain and how does the parent even discuss this with the, their child? And, and it just all makes sense. And so it helps the child be on alert and aware, but not afraid. Right, but also to understand how they're they're wired, how they're made, and how to uh, push out the bad and, and keep the good. But I, I just want to talk a little bit about your your goal is to help kids reject pornography. So let's talk about the the tools that these particular books that you wrote are, and ways in which um, practical steps that are that are um, in these books that uh, someone listening could apply even right now if they suspect their children might be you know, dabbling or even have that temptation. Well, all
1: children are biological humans. So most children will be curious. Um, If you have a robot child, you can disregard all of this. (laughs) But if you have a human child that's biologically human, uh, you do need to be concerned. In the books, what we do is we model a proactive mother, especially in the one for seven to 11, that talks about the brain science. And she starts out by defining what pornography is. And we find out that so many children get told, don't look at pornography, and no one ever defines the term. So they they may have been looking at it for years. No one ever told them what pornography actually was. Interesting. Yeah. I've heard this story many times. And I was just down in Texas at a homeschooling convention and heard it again several times again. So define your terms for these kids. Tell them what it is. It can be a very simple definition, just something enough so that they can recognize it. And so we got a definition and then you need to warn them. They need to know this is harmful and that this can harm their brain. Not only just, you know, I mean, it can be physically change their brain. Mm -hmm. And then third, they need a plan. So they know exactly what to do when they see it. So uh, a definition, a warning and a plan. And both of my books do that just on different kind of levels. The first book is for three to six, uh, the younger book, I mean, and the, uh, the one for older kids is for seven to 11. Um, although you can use it as a guide to talk with teens. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah every even, kid needs to uh, be that. able
0: to use it to talk to adults, <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> because I've this had is a, s- an epidemic that's, uh, You know, there's no age on it, right? There really isn't. And I've had several therapists come and tell me that they use it for their adult clients who are in addiction recovery because it just lays out the addiction process. So simply, if you have an adult or anyone that's addicted, if you give them, most of them do not want to read a 350 page, you know, volume of, you know, psychology. So this just really it's quick and it it gives them the basics, but every kid deserves to understand how their brain will be impacted pornography um, because it is so readily available um, out there. Yeah.
0: And the ripple effect that it causes, it's not just about them and their brain and their life, but the ripple effect of the lives uh, around them. And we'll get to that. But yes. what is the um, age that is best to start introducing this information? You mentioned that that one of your books is starts at age three. Um, I would think that some might think, whoa, that's way too young. But in this day and age, yeah. with things being thrown at us uh, digitally, um, is three yeah.
1: the, the age? I, I Honestly, it's any age that your child has. It's the age your child has any access to the internet, mm-hmm. any access to the internet. Mm-hmm. So if you hand your child your phone to play a game on, if they have an iPad that they can look through, even if you think it's locked down, um, it's so wise and really loving to begin early. Um, if you knew all the stories, if you'd heard all the stories that I have, um, you would you would run, not walk, to, to to get these conversations started. But I understand. It is yeah. a little shocking. Um, it is shocking to think. And when I first wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids, for eight, for kids ages seven and up, I got a lot. Of, I got, you know, uh, a lot of like uh, pushback on that. Like, what a seven year old? But then I had parents themselves came came up to me and asked me to write a book for younger children, for like preschoolers. And I'm like, what? I mean, it just kind of felt like a a punch to the gut. But yes, yeah. Unfortunately, preschoolers are getting exposed to this material and they need some guidance.
0: Yeah. And as a mom myself and, and, uh, you know, yeah, just, you just see how with this day and age, with the digital era, it's, it could even happen just by accident, right? They can stumble across something by accident, no matter their age. And I know that like, even on my social media, I have people that will whatever request to be a friend or respond. And it's, it's a, it's a pornography site. And I'm like, How on earth are you coming to me? I've never been on your site. I don't go near there. Why? Why is this coming? So it's interesting to me, right? Like it's just so pushed upon our kids. It's the large. It's one of the largest industries, uh, money making industries, right? Beyond pharmaceutical. It's predatory. Predatory, exactly. Predatory, and in this day and age, with everything going on with identity crises and all kinds of things, it's just. I, I feel like we could probably talk about so much. End this episode, right? Like it's just, it's like a layer. It's like a, uh, you're peeling back the layer of the onion and you, you see more and more and you're like, oh my word. So let's, if we could just go there for just a minute, let's talk a little bit about um, maybe give a story or two. Let's kind of paint the picture for someone that might be listening and saying, oh no, I mean, my kid's innocent. I, I mean, that would never happen around here. Like let's just like pay, paint the picture of reality of, of a few stories
1: you've heard. Well, when I first started, I remember, um... Uh, a videographer that i was working with told me that his friend was a young mom and she was sitting next to her 3-year-old on the couch and the mom was on her phone the, the daughter was on her ipad and all of a sudden her daughter screams and she the mother looks down and there she is looking at bestiality basically a woman having sex with a tiger how troubling but this little 3-year-old somehow got there then just last a few weeks ago, I was at an early childhood ed and uh, conference. They had they had asked me to come and speak and uh, bring the books. And so she, I was. One woman came into our class early, and she goes, "I just wanted to make sure I got a seat." And she said, "I was honestly shocked that you were going to be speaking here today." But then I had this experience, and now I n- know more than ever that. It's so needed, even at these young ages. And so I'm like, well, what was your experience? And she said um, someone close to her, a three-year-old, they had found, I don't know, a phone. Maybe they were letting her use this phone. I don't know. Uh, or an iPad. I'm not sure what it was. But she she had a device. She had access to a device. And she was videotaping herself, taking videos of herself, unclothing, like naked. And then, and so that was troubling, but then they found another video of her trying to have sex with the family pet. And that's when they knew like something terrible has happened to this girl. And so police were brought in and they did this full, you know, they were looking for the perpetrator who has done this to this girl. They found no one. It was pornography. Mm -hmm. She had just innocently, you know, and kids are innocent. They're innocent victims. She had, obviously, she had figured out the camera. Uh, she'd figured out how to take videos. I'd be a little careful with that, moms, just a little careful. But um, the other thing is, is that, yeah, she had, obviously, they that was their conclusion. And so kids mm. imitate yeah. what they see adults do. And if we, unfortunately, if they are exposed to pornography and they have no warning and they have no instruction and, no, and the kid does not know, what what to do with this uh we can't blame them for being impacted by it getting involved with it we need to step up we need to warn them we need to mentor them through this digital uh, landscape because there's so many wonderful things out there right 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 yeah and yeah I I remember
0: even um someone I I know that on their school tablet um like a hacker came in and there was you know, some horrible pornography that was shocking and she was young and it was just like, wow, you know, you think, oh, this is a school tablet. It's fine. And so I think it's just the, the the parents being naive as well, right? Like this is not anything to put our heads in the sand about any longer. It's time that we, we get educated, we rise up, we protect our children because this is, um, (laughs) it it is, is war, right. It's
1: spiritual, uh, warfare, but it's,
0: in the digital space.
1: Yeah, that's why we renamed. We were protect young minds and protect is a great word, but really protect is I mean you can protect your car with wax, right? A car wax, but defend means there's a known enemy that yes. you are protecting them from. Right. So you're defending them and we know there are enemies out there, enemies to children's welfare, to their well-being. And so um trying to get them addicted, trying to pull them in. So Yes, defend young minds is why we renamed because we are in an all out war. And but we can be victorious. I really do believe that we can mentor our children, that we can. um, I'll tell you another story a nine year old boy, his mom read him good pictures, bad pictures. Uh, Three days later, he went to school, and uh, one of his classmates, you know, out on the playground, pulled out his phone and said, Hey, come here, I want to show you something. And it was porn and he recognized it. He knew exactly that it was, he shouldn't be looking at it. It was harmful to his brain. Yeah. And then he um, went home and he told his mom and he said, I was scared, but I knew what to do. I mean, do you just feel it? I was scared, but I knew what to do. What a relief. What a relief is right. Have. And we don't want our have children to face the- to be scared.
0: We don't want them to be in fear. We want them to rise up in victorious ways, just like that example. And, and also pornography doesn't just look like, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess, a whatever, a sexual movie of, of a live person. It can be even done in the form of cartoons. Isn't that correct? Right. So I want Absolutely. to let the parents know or grandparents that are listening that even in cartoons. And, and, you know, here's something I remember this has nothing to do with pornography exactly, but it kind of does because, um, predators and, and are are just everywhere and they will try to sneak it in because it's just evil, right? Uh, wherever. So I remember when my son was little, we were watching just an innocent little YouTube video and it was about dogs and, you know, they're out frolicking and, and, and whatever running around. And then all of a sudden there was a a horrible situation of, of, what someone had done to a dog, uh, and, and hurt this dog, right? Like this was not pornography, but what I'm saying is they slipped it into this video that was supposed to be so beautiful. Would your message be to the parent or grandparent that um, always watch the, the the full show or the full whatever, either with your child or or
1: watch it prior to them watching it because you just never
0: know what may pop up?
1: Well, I guess if we lived in an ideal world, we could do that and the more more that we can do that i think would be ideal i think you do have to have trusted sources content um there are we have some articles on defend young minds about this um there are some trusted sources that are curated so the problem with youtube is that anybody can upload right youtube really just doesn't do a perfect job of keeping out the bad stuff I think what I would do is look for, I'd skip YouTube altogether. I mean, I like YouTube. I watch it for lots of things. But for a kid, um, I would skip it altogether. And I would find curated content, people that you trust that have curated the content, rather than going on or having your your child go on YouTube. Even YouTube kids have... some issues for sure. So that would be my recommendation. Yeah, that's, that's very good being intentional and being responsible.
0: And, you know, I think how, how, long ago it was. And I mean, I thought it was just, I'm here with my kid and I'm, you know, so I thought it was safe. And, and so, um, yeah, you really want to, um, filter and know where you're getting that information. So let's talk a little bit about, um, the repercussions pornography, someone were to go down that road. And if they don't understand good pictures, bad pictures, and they continue to take in the bad pictures for for multiple years in their life, how does this so unfold?
1: Yeah. So there are many harms to children. And in that book, we talk about something that I felt was much more concrete and age appropriate, which we're going to talk about your brain. We're going to talk about your thinking brain and your feeling brain and how they work together and how pornography can hijack your brain and become an actual addiction that is just as real, just as powerful as any substance addiction, right? Kids have access to porn. You know, we don't let them buy tobacco. We don't let them vape. That's we don't let drugs you know,
0: with their right? Hands. We don't let them
1: go and buy alcohol, but we, unfortunately allow them access I say we but as a a world uh, access to pornography so it's the one thing that they can get addicted to more and listen if you have if you had a meth problem and you could get meth for free out of your phone anytime the day or night anonymously would you have a meth problem of course yes. (laughs) yes you would So that's the problem with pornography. It's such a powerful drug really um, for the brain. So that's one harm. Honestly, there's so many others. Another harm is that we were talking about before is that children imitate. And so there's this huge troubling trend. You know, we talk with sexual assault nurse examiners. We talk with therapists. Um, They're just inundated with this. um, In fact, We just ran an article on sibling sexual trauma and it became the number, the third most visited page on our website, practically overnight. Well, what does that tell you? There is a problem out there, but nobody wants to talk about it. And we talk about it on Defend Young Minds because fueled by children's access to pornography, normal kids that don't get any access to this. Don't go and sexually abuse another child. Right. Right? They They have that. It's just not natural part of their growth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's that's another one. And then thirdly, I would just say it teaches them really poisonous, toxic scripts about sex and about themselves, causes them, and I think social media is also involved in this, but to objectify yourself. What does that bring on? Depression, anxiety you know, all of these, uh, suicide, honestly. So the vicious cycle is what I'm saying. It is, it is. So there's a lot of harms that come from porn, not just addiction, but addiction can really be a lifelong struggle. Yeah. And, um, and I want to,
0: we talked about this before I hit record, but I want to bring this up because, um, you know, it's, it's men and women uh, boys and girls that can become addicted. It's not just one uh, or the other, but you had mentioned um, before I hit record that, you know, men deal with, um, you know, erectile dysfunction uh, because of pornography. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. And then even what, what uh, females may experience with overconsumption and being sexual.
1: Basically anybody can get so topped out on porn that they can only be aroused by porn. They can't be aroused by like a real person, even if they were attracted to that person, they love that person, but they cannot get aroused. So men, historically, like 3% of men between the ages of like 25 and 44, something like that, uh, erectile dysfunction, because it was a vascular problem you've got a vascular problem, maybe you've got h- bad heart disease, whatever. And, but now it's, and it is just a shocking increase. I'm sure some of that might be too many burgers and fries, but <laughs> right. um, I think there is this uh, real phenomenon of porn induced erectile dysfunction. And I wish every 14 year old boy, especially would know about this Um yeah. There are groups out there that are trying to help men to uh, heal from this because it can be incredibly destructive and disturbing to them because here they are wanting to have sex with their wife, but they can't, but they can get aroused. Um, That is very destructive to a marriage. And, but they find that when they stop masturbating to pornography, um, it may take months for some it may take you know a long time but they will go through withdrawal they'll go through all the kinds of addiction withdrawal symptoms but then they'll heal and most so of them hope. do heal if they if they you know can stay away from it and um so it's a real thing and yeah. it, it, it affects you physically
0: yeah it affects you physically uh, it can ruin a marriage it can r- ruin friendships it can ruin all kinds of of things and it can ruin your job. I mean, all kinds of, uh, (laughs) things come out of, of that addiction. And so, uh, and, and with women, I mean, it just, it just takes away your self-worth and with everyone, the, the identity, they're not, they're not who they are in Christ. Let's just get real. Right. Like they, they're loot. They're not, um, knowing
1: who they are and that's, that's the bigger issue too. Right. Yeah. I just read a book. Gosh, do I have it here? Uh, it's I think it's called it's called Dopamine Nation, the author who I can't remember right now. I'm so sorry. Mm. And okay. um, she starts out talking about a man who was addicted to sex and masturbation, but she t- reveals her own addiction to basically erotic literature. Mm. Uh, I hate to say a literature, to be honest, but, you know, right, right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the kind of genre romance kinda, and how yeah. she just got so. It was taking her away from her family, her children, her marriage. It was in fantasy and she world. Just, yeah, got caught up in it, and she had. She's a psychologist, PhD, right? She had to figure out how to pull herself away from that. Um, you know, it's interesting because I just read the chapter on honesty and how honesty not only helps addicts recover from addictions, um, but she really feels like the evidence shows that it helps kids also as a preventative like if you are extremely honest and you will open tell your parents and be honest about it honesty can really be protective yeah well you know dark
0: does not like the light shined on it right like so yeah you you're you become honest and and open and and even if you're an adult listening to this right now and you're having an issue with pornography don't let the shame and the and the the condemnation keep you from, from just being honest so you can get help and and live in the freedom that you're called to live in, uh, in Christ. So Kristen, I just love what you're doing. I, I thank you for your time. I feel like I could talk to you for, uh, you know, another half hour or more, but defend young minds is, is on a mission. And so I thank you for just having the courage to to write about tough topics and to really educate the uh, adults uh so that we can educate our children the children in our life so that they don't uh become victims of of just you know something that happened innocently, right? That we did not innocently, but we thought, oh, we, we would have never imagined. We didn't know that would happen. And then sure enough, because we weren't aware. So now uh everyone can be aware. Go to defendyoungminds.com and get your books, read them to your children, read them to the children in your life so that they don't um end up uh just accidentally stumbling across something. What is um maybe I guess what is the the biggest pitfall that maybe parents kind of find themselves in when it comes to the topic of pornography or even addressing it? I I mean, I know this is a tool. This is great. But is there like um, kind of a a pitfall that that maybe this doesn't even answer, like even being able to talk about it or read it? Do they have a stumbling block of even trying to go there? Because I live in Minnesota. There's lots of Scandinavians here. They don't talk a lot about their feelings. Everything's kind of closed off,
1: right? So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I'm Scandinavian too, but I've kind of gotten (laughs) over it. (laughs) Good girl. Good girl. (laughs) I would say that anything that we don't know how to deal with, we put off till tomorrow, right? Because we've got enough to deal with today. And so there's that procrastination. And I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and said, I wish my parents had had your book. Or parents say, I wish I'd had your book five years ago or two years ago or whatever. So um, it there are, but these tools make it super easy. If you go to Amazon and you look at the re- reviews, things that is most often said is it's so comfortable. It's just a comfortable way. We make it into kind of like a science, you know, um, lesson in a sense, right? Yeah, you know, and um, so power, right? Right. And so, yes, every, no child deserves to face the porn industry alone. Everyone deserves to understand how their brain can be negatively impacted, harmed uh, by pornography. I would say that parents sometimes worry that if they introduce this topic to their child, their child might be curious and immediately go, and then it's your fault as a mom. I'm
0: glad you brought that up because that's <laughs> one of the things that uh, came across my mind. So I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: Oh, it's yeah. because us, we as moms will feel guilty about anything and everything. <laughs> uh, it's all our fault. Mommy guilt. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. But this is the thing we've been trying the other way, which is to cross your fingers and don't say a word for decades. And we've Not just working. got generations of people who are addicted marriages that are completely destroyed and, and divorce pretty hard on kids. Um, mm-hmm. I know myself as a child of um, so I think that, um, the other way where you're proactive and intentional and say, look, I've warned you about, don't run out to the street. You might get hit by a car. I warned you about that. I warned you about this. I warned you, uh, about, um, you know, body safety issues. Yeah. It's a parental duty, Right. Really? Now yeah. I'm going to warn you about digital dangers and what you yeah. can do to keep yourself safe yeah. and happy and yeah. thriving and right? to have a healthy relationship yes. with, with sex,
0: right? Yes. With your spouse one day, right? Like to, to enjoy what God really gave us to be beautiful. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. You know, yeah. Wendy, I often, I'll say to parents, you may not have ever thought to say this out loud, but you really want your kids to have a great sex life. Porn is going to ruin it. Yeah. You know, it really will. So to set your, your kids up to have a great sex life sometime, the right time with the right person, then, you know, porn should not be part of the formula because it will take kids in the opposite direction. You know, if we want them to have a wonderful, like intimate relationship, strong intimate relationship with their spouse porn will take them into addiction, isolation, you know, um and 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 really also lower their empathy. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's so many good reasons and the books just help you start those conversations, continue those conversations and help set you up as the, you know, digital mentor for your child and they need our help. They mm-hmm. really do. It's too yeah. much yeah. It is too much for them. We yeah. think because they're so agile with technology that they can handle it. They can't handle it. Even though they know more about it than we do, they emotionally, they cannot handle it. And so I just beg parents to, to think this is the most loving thing you can do mm-hmm. is to give your kids a defense um, against this, this predator And um, that will, you know, really rob them, rob them of their sexual scripts that will be healthy and rob them of their peace of mind. So we want kids to grow up healthy and strong and we can, and they can, if they have a real choice. Right, right. If they have a real choice, but if we don't warn them and they don't know what hit them, how much of a choice do they really have before their immature thinking brain is just, Whoop, you know, right. yeah. it, they're pulled into this.
0: Yeah. Oh, I just love this, Kristen. Yeah. So those of you listening, you can hear that that we implore you to, to take matters into your, your own hands here so that your kids and the kids in your life don't suffer. Because also I think selfishly uh, I, I'm i putting words in Kristen's mouth here, but, but we want a healthy uh, world around us and we want healthy people around us so that we can all function as, 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 the body that we're intending to function in.
1: And, so, you know, I have, I know moms that will um, give copies of the books out or, or lend their copy out to, you know, their friends' parents. Like, have you heard of this book? We really, you know, ascribed because she wanted all the kids that, especially when they were little, the cousins and all that, they, she wanted all of them to have had this information. So they all knew to reject pornography and, you know, why they should and what to do when they see it. And so she was very, I've seen that happen in communities where you want your friends, the kids, friends who are very influential on them to also be protected. So we have a wonderful guide called, um, how to talk to kids about pornography on our website. It's free to download and it just gets you started yeah definemyths.com and if you go to um the guides page or it's right on the front homepage you'll see this guide how to talk to kids about pornography and you can download it and it really helps you do three things and that is get the facts arm the kids continue the conversations so that's an iterative process right it's not like you do exercise i exercise too but you know you can't just do it once And say, I'm done. It's the discipline of the daily, (laughs) the daily grind. Yes. Yes. So these conversations have to continue on. So download that. Uh, It's free and we have other free guides. Um, I'll just say one more thing that kids who are, who know how to reject pornography also know how to reject the absolute number one best grooming tool out there. Grooming for sexual abuse and that is pornography and I have so many stories of children who are taught to reject pornography they're caught in a situation with a groomer a predator who shows them pornography on a cell on a smartphone starting that process and they recognize it and they turn and get themselves out of there and go tell their mom or dad and they're saved because they know to reject pornography. This is so good. Saving
0: lives, saving souls, and uh, saving the 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 lineage of, of a healthy legacy of family. And so that's what you're doing, Kristen. So I thank you so very much. Here is uh, the two books right here if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, make sure you go to get yours over at defendyoungminds.com. But I thank you for your courage, because this is a major topic in a world that is so, uh, seems to be de- desensitized in this space. And we need to uh, open our eyes, open our ears, and start defending uh, our children, and open our mouth uh, to to share the truth with them. So, thank you. Um, God bless you, and um, I look forward to to seeing you in person soon at uh, NRB conference. Yes, yes, I'm so, excited. Yes. Thank you, Wendy. Right, thank you. God bless. Thanks for being on on Visibly Fit. Well, I sure hope you enjoy this episode of Visibly Fit. I know it's a little bit different than my normal episodes, but you know what? This is a war that we need to uh, be courageous in and be bold in and know our stuff so we can uh, fight well uh, to save uh, our children, right? And the minds of our children and then the souls of our children. Um, go ahead and again, go to defendyoungminds.com to learn more or to grab. Uh, your copy of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and um, and read that to your children, and maybe uh, someone even in your space that's an adult needs to read it because this is an epidemic. So I hope this show blessed you, maybe even um, opened your eyes a little bit uh, to what's really going on and how we can stand up and fight right. All right, well, if you are looking for a, a safe place to to come on board to fight right. Uh, regarding your your health and your well being, uh, mind body spirit emotions yes all of that then visibly fit is just that space it is a safe space for us to um, get to the bottom of, of what might be going on in your in your health in your lifestyle and and uh, and tweak it and change it and and make things better for you so that you are living a life of abundance and great health and great energy. So if you are interested, if you're looking for a place to uh, come to release weight and get off medication, then Visibly Fit is for you. Go to wendypet.com to learn more uh, or email me at wendy at wendypet.com and we will schedule time to have a conversation. So God bless you. Thank you so much again for tuning into this episode of Visibly Fit and we will catch you next week.